Hello everyone! Welcome back to Recommended, where you find your weekend watch. And as we close out July, we're so excited. In fact, some would say Drew and I are a little bit peachy. Hmm? Wouldn't you say that, Drew? <sighs> That's a yes. yes. So... My name's Brett. Every week, I recommend a movie to my good buddy Drew that is oftentimes a great movie. Other times, it's fine. It's fine. Never bad. Just fine. But Drew often recommends me bad movies. But did he this week? That is the real question that we are about to answer. The question that's been on each and every one of your minds all week, I'm sure. Drew, before we get to that, How's your week been? You been staying busy? Uh, yeah, this is the first week back at band camp. And been pretty busy, but it's been good. Okay, I have to ask you, I was never in band in high school or middle school or anything like that. My sister implanted in me that band was just for geeks, and in middle school I was like, heck no, I'm not going to be that. So... And you turned out to be a massive geek anyways. Hey, I'm a nerd. It's a big difference. So, here's my question to you. The movie Bandcamp, does that resemble anything like an actual Bandcamp? Are you talking about, like, American Pie Bandcamp? Ugh, no. Not even close. What? Never, never, uh... Alright, first of all... Any of the American American Pie movies does not give any sort of accurate representation of high school. They all look like they were in the 30s. Anyway. <laughs> um, because most of them were. Yeah. And like... Well, yes, I'm pretty sure like... Goodness gracious. Like, yeah, I'm sure like... Obviously, it's it's a classic trope. It's a thing. High schoolers experiment with like... Sex and stuff like that. But oh my gosh, like... Like everyone's banging everyone in those movies. Like high school is not like that. <laughs> like, it's really not. I like that at all. Um, and then like, yeah, no, the Bandcamp is nothing like the movie American Pie goes to Bandcamp or whatever that movie's called. I will say that um, when I was in high school, the drum line was notorious for sneaking weed into their drums and bringing them to camp or wherever they were going to concerts and everything. Yeah, but that. Uh, that sounds right. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying that, like, all the band kids are goody-goodies, but, like, I mean, those movies overblow just high school life, like, way out of proportion. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they said, like, it's insane. if you watch uh, that movie in middle school, you're going to have such unrealistic expectations of what high school will be like. Absolutely. Like, absolutely. Like, uh, if a seventh grader would watch, like, American Pie, just like the first one. Like, they they would be like, oh my gosh, high school's like that? And they would get severely disappointed as soon as they find out what high school's really like. Yeah, <laughs> it's a big kid version of what you've been doing. <laughs> yeah. Not much changes. But, um, basically. But yeah, no, it's been a good week. I've had a good week at band camp so far. Yeah, glad to hear that. I've had a good week myself. Just been staying busy trying to get everything ready for our fall semester as we get started up. <clears throat> School starts back next week here. And so... I've got all that on my plate, and Drew's got a baby on the way. Not his. It's his wife's. Don't worry. Waiting for it. Waiting for it. Nothing? Nothing? 
No, nothing. He'll beat me up nothing. in per in person next time. Uh, yeah, but that's right. <laughs> okay, Drew. Can I ask you a question? I want you to make the official announcement here. What is the name of your baby boy going to be? James Burton. James Burton. Perfect. That sigh means he knows exactly where I was going with this. You know who else is named James? Who? (laughs) James from James and the Giant Peach. <laughs> Drew, tell me all about James and the Giant Peach, please. Oh my goodness! Okay, it was not that day. bad. <laughs> this movie made me question my life choices. I'm gonna be honest with you. My goodness. Um, it was pretty bad. Like, let me ask you, okay, before I dive into it, when's the last time you saw James and Giant Peach? Oh, not this July, but last July. Okay, so you saw it as an adult? Yes. Okay. (sighs) All right. So I remember this movie as a kid, and I remember liking it. And, by the way, like, as a kid, I love... I guess it's a road doll. Yeah, you know, raw doll. I I always call it road, but I think it's raw. Maybe yeah, it's raw, raw doll. So I love him, and I think somewhere in my childhood bedroom, I have like all of his books, like the like a big collection of his books. I mean, your uh, favorite song <clears throat> is from Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, isn't it? Yeah. Pure yeah. imagination. So, uh, yeah, I love that song. Um, so, anyways, so uh, big fan of his books. I was a big fan of this particular book when I was a kid. I remember reading it all the time. Um, <clears throat> this movie is just straight up bananas. Like, okay, so let me give you the rundown. All right. So you have this kid named James, and it opens up in live action. By the way, this is a stop-motion film, but it it has live action scenes in it. It opens up in live action, and he's with his parents on a beach. And they're talking about taking a vacation and going to New York City, specifically the Empire State Building. And then, out of the blue, they get killed by a rhino. Like... It doesn't even, like, describe it. They were just like, like, James is still on the beach. The parents disappear off screen. And then it shows the CGI rhino cloud. And it's like, James's parents were eaten by a rhino. Like, the voiceover narration. And you're like, what? Like, um, huh? Come again? Hey, don't hate on the rhinos, man. They're dangerous. I actually had to, like, rewind that because I thought I missed something. (laughs) I was like, maybe I was, like, looking at my phone for a second and, like, missed a plot point. No. Like, they're talking about going to New York. The the light goes, like, blue. It's, like, bright and sunny. The light goes blue. It dims. And then you hear, like, the thunderous clouds. You see James by himself. Parents now gone. Like, they zoom in on James. And then the rhino 
as like the storm clouds comes and the voiceover is like they ate his parents and I'm like wow like <clears throat> that is a terrible way a terrible way to um get rid of parents like that like that is an awful way like do you mean the what way. the style in which they did it or that Arano ate his parents Okay, first off, I mean, Brett, you you fancy yourself a writer. Like, would you ever put that in your book? <laughs> I mean, um, like, something like that. First, mm. a rhino, rhinos are like herbivores. They eat plants, not people. So, and no, they, I wouldn't, but I'd also like, remember no that it's definitely... And, and they're on a beach. What is a rhino doing on a beach? Well, the rhino is like in the sky, isn't he, or something like that? Well, I mean, that's how it's depicted, but... If we're already having like rhinos in the sky, then this movie has jumped the shark. Which, by the way, dude. Okay, time out. Let's just, let's just pause for a moment here. One, we have to remember, and I know you know this. It's made for kids, so it's oh supposed to gosh. be a little bit silly and stupid. How his parents die, like one, because like kids know rhinos don't actually do that. Uh, they're like, that's not what a this rhino does, like... and so it's okay. just. This is like the dumbest thing I've ever seen in a movie. Okay. I've seen a lot of dumb things in movies. Okay, second off, second off, you can't talk about... This is so unrealistic. They're in a freaking peach. Yeah. A peach that floats thing. across the Atlantic Ocean. I don't even care about the peach. Like, I know, <laughs> I get it, it's the titular character in the movie. Like, James and his sidekick, the giant peach... I don't even care about the peach. <laughs> uh, oh but okay. So his parents get eaten and he gets sent to live with his aunts who live together. Um, I can't remember if they specified if it was his dad's sister or his mom's sisters. But anyways, these two aunts are literally, they're like a, they're they are literally like the, uh, the stepmother and the stepsisters from Cinderella. Like they're just evil and mean and they have no character whatsoever besides being horrible to James. So he's miserable. He's living with them. They're treating him like crap. And he comes across this wizard, strange guy. I don't even know. Yeah. Um, and he has like a bag of... Uh, it looks like wiggly pasta. But they're like magic seeds or something. They're green and they wiggle around. And I don't know what they I are. they're little they worms. Explained. Yeah. Um... And so he takes a bag, he he trips over a stone, he spills them everywhere, and they happen to, like, go beside, like, a peach tree that apparently had died, like, forever ago, has never produced any fruit, and then all of a sudden a peach started to grow, like, right before their eyes. Um, the ants think they can monetize it, but, like, hey, this is the world's biggest peach, and they charge money, and then, um, and this is all, by the way, still live action. This isn't stop motion yet. And then, uh, Charlie wants to escape, so he he finds like one last little wiggly thing in the bottom of his bag, and it leads him to the peach and crawls inside. And apparently there were bugs inside the peach, which isn't really explained well either. And then all of a sudden, like boom, he they're stop motion, and they gr they got bigger whenever the peach got bigger, <clears throat> and um. They escape the centipede, like there's a centipede, a spider, a ladybug, silkworm, grasshopper, I think a couple of other things. Uh, they escape, centipede cuts the, 
cuts the stem from the peach from the tree and they uh they land in the ocean and they get I mean, do you even know like what was the whole thing with like the mechanical shark submarine ship that shot the harpoons at them? Uh like, what it's was that? Just... Like, that came out of nowhere. Like <laughs> like it's... I I honestly think James was like hallucinating at that point, maybe. Like this is like a metaphor for mental illness. For so much <laughs> like, of the movie, I was thinking James is like dreaming this like something's got to be going on like obviously you can't go stop motion in real life and stuff but then all of a sudden they get to new york and it's like no i'm actually here it's like wait what yeah and so so they escape the mechanical shark but james gets this idea of like having the silkworm so uh crank out some nets and they rope some seagulls and so the peach begins to fly the seagulls lift the peach out the water and they you know they get off track they go over the antarctic antarctic ocean i guess it's antarctica they try to find compass for some pirates which had very unrealistic underwater physics but whatever like james is just like walking underwater <laughs> like <laughs> oh, and by the way, that scene was like five minutes long and he didn't take a breath but once. Like, anyways, they get the compass, they fly to New York. The rhino cloud chased them to New York. <laughs> and it's like, wants why? to finish the why? job. This rhino. And then, Brett, at the crux of the moment, the centipede goes, Remember what your parents said, James. Remember what your parents told you. And I was like, his parents didn't tell him anything. They died. Like, <laughs> and he just makes up some line. He's like, "That's just smoking sounds or something." Like from the storm cloud, and then like the rhino kills the birds, and then <laughs> the the peach lands on the Empire State Building, and the ants show up and try to axe murder him, and then the 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 uh, stop-motion bugs rescue him in front of, like, a crowd of people and cops. And the cops are like, okay. <laughs> like, nothing. And then, uh... James has some weird relationship with the spider. Because he's, like, sitting outside the peach pit and the and the spider's like, honey, food's ready. And James's like, alright. Like, <laughs> I always thought weird. of it, like, as more of a motherly thing. Uh yeah, sure. Maybe stepmother. Oh my goodness, stop. It's a children's movie. You are gross. What, what are you implying? No, what are you implying? You know exactly <laughs> what you're implying. His, mother. his mother's dead. You know exactly dead. what you're implying. What? <laughs> the fact is, here's the deal. I'm not sure all what Raw Doll was going for here. But I'll say this. Uh, it, drugs, probably. It that's, feels like... That's what it feels like. It feels like a lot of this movie is more based on, like, James dealing with his demons and learning to find true family and what that looks like. Um, or, or learning that he can still be loved. I think that's the better thing. Uh, <laughs> and so the plot points, from a kid's perspective, kids aren't going to think like we think, obviously. Um, so it's just, the real question for them is, do they learn something at the end? Yeah, don't be like the ants. Um, take on your demons, 
He takes on the rhino in the end. All that junk. Yeah. We'll He's, go with that. Yeah. Okay, look, son, Drew. Yeah. You hate the movie, um, obviously. So rate it one and let's move on. Okay. So, yes. So I will rate this movie a three. My goodness, a three? It was so disappointing. Did you watch it with Kayla? It was bad. No. Oh, well, there's your problem. She would have loved it. I told you this was a movie to watch with her. I don't know, man. Like, she loves this. I I remember watching this movie as a child, and I think that just tainted my view of it. You're welcome. Because. It was hard, man. It was hard to get through. Like, I, I get it. We've been through this before with kids' movies. I know like, I can suspend some disbelief, but, I mean, like, holy crap. Like, there, I didn't even mention, like, the, okay, the Randy Newman soundtrack was, like, god-awful. Like, it was un, it was so bad. Those songs, I mean, if you think, if you think, uh, Cheer Up Charlie from, uh, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory is bad, which I will grant you is probably the only bad song in that movie. All of these songs are like way worse. Cheer than that. up, Charlie! Literally, in the live action scenes at the beginning, when he's like really sad, his aunt's yelled at him. Did you hear what like the first song was? The lyrics. He's like, "My name is James. That's what my mother called me. My name." And I'm like, "What?" Like, I was like, who wrote those lyrics? Like, a seven-year-old? Like, oh my gosh. It was just so... Ugh. It was hard, man. This was a hard one to watch. Well, I'm glad you watched it. I, personally, gave James and the Giant Peach a five. Um, Thought it was perfectly average. If you have little kids, they're going to love this movie. They will not think of any of the plot holes and inconsistencies that Drew likes to point out. They're just going to enjoy the movie. It's the heartwarming movie it can be. Uh, And it's got some fun humor in there as well. With all that said, I'm DB. The fans are going to give it a 6.7 out of 10. Uh, A lot higher than that. Generous by the fans. If you want, if you think that's generous, though, Drew, check this out. Metacritic's giving it a seventy-eight. I think that's super generous. I think the critics know more than you this time, Drew. I mean, I, I've never said I was a critic. <laughs> like, I think I'm not a, I'm not so, a movie critic. So I, just I think what I what I saw and how I felt while watching it, and it was not good. It was not. It You're was not, not a big kid movie fan, though. In all fairness true but i don't know why you keep giving them to me because they're on my list and i don't really have a thing for this month great well drew you say that but i'm not a fan of some movies and yet you still kill give them to me i know okay then <laughs> Boom. i don't give you movies meant for kids so like okay i'm sorry movies are meant for Hey, Adults. some of my quote-unquote kid movies are timeless, and you can just sit down, sir. Up is phenomenal. Okay. Okay. Well, All right. if we're, you would like to watch... To to here. If you'd like to watch James and the Giant Pitch, you can find that on uh, Disney+. Plus. You can check that out there. 
but if you would prefer to get a little bit more adult, you could always watch a movie called Horns. Um, Drew, you recommended me Horns. Can I ask you before I go into it, why did you recommend me Horns? Um, I saw the movie, like, okay, so when the pandemic happened last March and we got out for spring break, and then I realized that we were going to be out a lot longer, Horns was like one of the first movies I watched when I started my movie binge. Like, side note, or a little behind the scenes, if people of the podcast don't know, when we first went on, like quarantine for the pandemic like i binged probably 30 movies within the span of like a week like i would i would literally just like sit at home for a couple of hours and knock out two or three movies in a day and horns was one of the first ones that i watched i um i enjoyed it i thought it was pretty good um i'm a fan of daniel radcliffe like just as an actor and a person i think he's pretty cool um i love how he he was really smart in how um, he made a crap ton of movie, uh, sorry, a crap ton of money with Harry Potter, like eight films. Like he 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 never has to work again, like financially, you know, as long as he's smart with his money. But because he made so much money doing Harry Potter, he can now do these small indie roles that wouldn't pay much at all. But like he's such a phenomenal actor, like he's just really good. And I just love these little indie films that he does. There's a um, there's another one that he did that I absolutely loved, and it's um, it's called Swiss Army Man. And one of these days I'm gonna have you watch it. But uh, when I came across Horns, I thought it was an interesting interesting take on like a cla- it's it's a it's like a it's a classic love story, but it involves the devil. You know, so I guess tell me about it. Tell me what you thought, and then we'll discuss it a little more. Okay, so horns. Daniel Radcliffe um, plays Ig Parish, and his girlfriend, uh, who is named uh, Marin, uh, has died. It's been killed, and everyone thinks he did it, uh, and so. You've got people like, pretty much calling him Satan, telling him he needs to kill himself, like it would be better off in the world and everything. And so he gets to the point where he's just fed up with it, angry. They have like a little nice uh, memorial mm-hmm. at her death site, and he's hiding, watching it, getting drunk, because everyone hates him now and doesn't believe that he didn't do it. Um, and afterwards, he kind of like destroys a little Virgin Mary statue, and the next morning wakes up with these little horns growing out of his head. And mm-hmm. um, as the horns grow, um, he finds out that when he talks to people, they cannot help but tell like their most like they can only they pretty much speak truth. Like they tell exactly how they're feeling, yeah. but it's always in the most negative way. Like it's always like, if they could be just pure sin, like what would they be saying? If that makes sense. Yeah. Um, they kind of like reveal. I guess they're going for like they reveal their inner selves. Um, 
I think it was kind of that. I think it would. It was more like if they're revealing who they would be if they were just all bad. Yeah, and which you know, I mean, the devil deals in sin, so yes. I, I, not only that, Lucifer. Lucifer is pretty much means light bringer, brings enlightenment to light. Uh, mm-hmm. And so it's more like he's like, and so he goes around and he basically becomes Satan incarnate, right? Uh, and at first, it's like he's still trying to figure it out, like why are people doing this? Once he starts figuring it out, he um, starts using it to his advantage to try and figure out who actually killed his girlfriend, uh, and inevitably gets to the point where he pretty much like has an army of snakes working with him, can't can't be killed, all, basically almost at all mm-hmm. um, and really trans- starts transforming into Satan until he finally figures out who actually killed his girlfriend and gets his version of vengeance on that guy or girl mm-hmm. now I want to say this Drew Horns as a movie as a movie I, I kind of enjoyed the movie and I say kind of um I thought the strangest part of the whole movie was that Daniel Radcliffe had an American accent that I thought he did fairly well, and it just was weird hearing. Um, yeah, just could, like there was a hint of his Britishness in it, just a little hint, uh, nothing that you could like hear all the time. But it was just strange. Uh, I, I, it wasn't like it wasn't distracting or anything by that. I mean, it, by that what I mean, like it's just weird. Um, but more than that. I thought that the characters themselves were like, how do I put this? Bland. Um, Okay. And and so by that I mean like, outside of Ig, uh, Daniel Radcliffe's character, like you've got... Lee Torno playing Max, who's like his lawyer kind of guy who he like grew up with as a friend. And he's just so like straightforward and monotone, kind of boring. And it's hard to see passion in him throughout the movie. Um, then you have Joe Anderson playing Terry Parrish, which is Daniel's older brother. And he's just a drug head the whole time. Um, like yeah. he plays, mu- he's a musician, but he's just all addicted to like really harsh drugs. Um, then you've got like his parents who they just don't like him and don't believe believe him at all. In fact, one of his dad or no, his yeah. mom, I think. No, it's his dad. Yeah. He says the best part of you was her. And he's like, that's the only reason I liked you. Um, and so it sets up a cast of characters around Ig that are genuinely unlikable. Like, yeah. it's like, why do I care about these people at all? And, and I get, mm-hmm. I get like, you're supposed to like Ig. You're supposed to like the main character. But there's points in the movie where I don't even like him. Like, what he's yeah. like, the way he goes about things is just. Like when he orders his brother to pretty much overdose like crazy. And his brother has to do it because he's Satan. And he pretty much, if he tells someone to do something, they do it. 
Um, yeah. Well, I mean, his brother also did something very bad, too. <laughs> like, his brother... That was, like, punishment, you know? Sure. Um, I, and I get that. I brother, understand. Didn't that he, uh, his brother if I remember knew. correctly, didn't he, he knew... Um, his brother had given Marin a ride, and she got out of his truck and went to their little, like, secret spot. And he tried to, like, make a move on her or something as well, I think? No. Or was that the other guy? That was the other guy. He just... Oh, okay, he okay, camped out at the guy. road, but he didn't tell anybody that she he gave her a ride from that place. So everyone thought that he, that Ig did when he didn't, because the waitress was lying to get attention. That, that's right. Famous. He would have been his alibi. He would have been his alibi. That's right. Yeah, but the problem was the reason. But here's the thing, right? And this is why I'm like, yeah, I get that. But he saw what happened because, like, he could touch people and like see their memories or whatever. And so he sees uh-huh. that his brother does all this. And, and yeah, if it had just been that, and his brother wakes up, goes, finds it, uh, his girlfriend, and freaks out and runs away, that'd be one thing. Like, I'm going to keep quiet about it. Yeah. The dude wakes up in his car, has bloody hands and a bloody stone in his hand. And he's like, uh-huh. holy crap. If I say, if I go and report it, everyone's going to think I did it. Because. Yeah. Like he's trying to defend himself, and so I'm not saying that's right, but that's right, like yeah. you think as a brother, you'd be like, okay, I can see why this would look bad for him, and why he wouldn't want to just basically throw himself yeah. in prison. But um, I just I didn't like many of the characters. I thought um, there was some humor um, and long long cons, I guess I'll call them. Like when it goes to the flashback yeah. to when they're kids and the they're trying to do the bet for the cherry bomb, and um, uh-huh. the blonde head kid is like Dale. He's like, "Well, if you uh, I'll give you the last one if you go down the little log ramp naked." And it's like that's a weird thing, but you know you could see like little young kids like making that type of bet, you know? Yeah. And then later on, you find out he's gay, and it's like, that's why you wanted him naked. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's um, a con. Yeah, I, I know what you mean, for sure. Um, and, I, and I agree with you, too. Like, you really don't... You leave this movie, especially at the end, you really don't like anybody, you know? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I mean, besides, you know... You, I like you his brother. Like <laughs> you just like him, you just like him at, at moments, but, like... It's one of those things to where, yeah, everyone in this movie kind of sucked. You mm-hmm. know? I like that his like, brother has a redemption arc, kind of. I like that. His brother did redeem himself. I'll you tell know, you this. Another thing I didn't like about uh, Daniel Radcliffe's character, Ig, I didn't like that the dude is like getting surrounded by snakes and he's flipping out and then he just grabs the, like, the little pitchfork and he's like, oh my god, oh god I'm going to fight it off. And he's like, no, let me let it wrap around my neck. And like after that moment, it's almost like he's possessed, and he's just like, "Yeah, I'm shaking now." And I'm like, "What the crap, mm-hmm. dude? Like that's not." Mm-mm. Didn't like that. I didn't like the inclusion of snakes personally. Not a big fan of snakes. No. I mean, I'm not, but it wasn't that I was afraid of them. I just thought. So your next movie will be Snakes on a Plane. That's fine. I don't care about snakes. It just yeah. felt so out of place. Like, I get what they were going for with it. 
But it's like the movie could have done without it. I mean, I guess a lot of people, a lot of people think of snakes when they think of the devil because of Adam, um, the garden. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, but it didn't mean uh, I liked the inclusion. I could. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it is what it is. You know, I can take it or leave it. Um, um but okay. The so, last thing I'll say. Uh, yeah. Tell well, me. Oh. The last thing I'll say is the end scene. Quickly turned into a Tarantino movie. Say, tell me about the ending. Yeah, <laughs> I loved the ending. I knew you would. Uh, yes. I did I not mean, like the like, ending. Oh my gosh, I loved it. I didn't like how like. <sighs> so spoiler, like, okay, um, spoiler. The, the lawyer is the one who did it. Bad guy was, huh? Yeah, spoiler alert is the lawyer friend did it. He had always loved the girl. She didn't yeah. reciprocate the feelings. What was his name? Was it Lee? It was, uh... Was his name Lee? Yeah, uh, yeah. It's Lee Turner played Max. Yeah. Um... Oh, that, oh, that was his actor. Sorry. No, Max played Lee. I'm sorry. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, Lee, Lee was his name. Lee was his name. Um, anyways. So, like, yeah. Lee was a bad guy, and... He's basically been his lawyer friend all along. The only thing about the end of the movie was like, golly, can they not just kill that guy? Like, holy crap. Like, they literally outnumber him three to one, and the guy, like, whips the shotgun around, blows off, you know, like, kills his friend, and, like, you know, injures his, injures uh, Daniel Radcliffe's brother pretty bad, or, you know, Ig's brother pretty bad. Um,. And, yeah, it's like, oh, just kill the guy. Like, come on. Like, that was the only thing I was like. I was like, get him. Get him. Like, because that guy is, sad, like, sadistic. Mm-hmm. Like, not only, it basically implied that he raped Ig's fiance. Oh, it didn't imply it. He said he did. Oh, yeah, that's right, yeah. So, it's been, like, over a year since I've seen the movie. I'm just trying to remember everything. Mm-hmm. Like, he raped her. He killed her. He he planted the bloody rock on Ig's brother, and then, like, the whole time has been working behind the scenes to basically have Ig or the brother, whoever, take the fall for it. And it's just like, oh my gosh, this guy is sadistic. All because he liked her when he was a kid, and Ig ended up getting the girl. Like, like that's all that, you know, it's just jealousy from, like, tw- you know, 15 years previously or whatever. And it's just like, man, like, so when you, when they finally do kill him, it is like super satisfying. Mm-hmm. Because like you just hate that guy so much. Yes. <laughs> so two things. He was he was, um, he, was a, he was definitely a douche, like for sure. I did not like how the cop Dale, their friend, like he treated Ig yeah. like garbage all movie. Like, uh-huh. because he had killed the girlfriend. And then once it comes out that, like, they catch the old boy and, like, they know he's done it and he's got his shotgun. He's, like, leading him away. He's treating them all nice and friendly. Like, come on. Like, it's okay. We're, uh-huh. we're going to the station. And it's like, dude, you literally threatened to kill your friend here. And, yeah. and you're going to act all nice. And, <laughs> yeah, you get your brains, brains blown out all right. I mean, it's just, that was weird. Also, I didn't mention this earlier, but it has to be said. When people don't respond to Ig look, 
Ick having horns, or even later on in the movie when he actually starts looking devilish, and they're just like, oh yeah, okay, like no one freaks out about it at all. Like that was just like, what the heck? The dude's literally burning embers and Satan, and you're just like, hey bro. The only thing I can like speak for that is, you know how like in certain like a lot of times Satanist reference is very much like beguiling and charming. Yeah. And like a smooth talker and stuff. That's the only thing I can think of of why no one like freaked out. Like they they saw it but they just I guess they just became bewitched or bechar you know, charm like that I don't know if that's it. That's my only reasoning of why maybe Yeah, that's been my guess because once they're like talking to him and exposing all of like their feelings, like they never remember it. It's like they're almost under a trance when they see him. And the only one who yeah. doesn't is yeah, that's- the guy wearing the cross. But overall though, Drew and Oh, and I was I was gonna say, um, just reading some facts about the movie too, like some some pretty cool stuff. Um, the tattoo on Ig's arm is a quote. It's a direct quote from uh, John Milton's Paradise Lost, which is the story where Satan falls from heaven. Yeah. Um, I just thought it was, it's awake, arise, or forever fallen. Um, I thought that was pretty just, you know, hey, it's pretty cool. You know, it's a movie about the devil and there's literally a direct reference to Paradise Lost. Probably the most famous book of literature about the devil where the devil is the protagonist. Um, yeah. And then a crazy thing, the last thing I'll say about it is Shia LaBeouf was originally cast as a lead role. Really? I mean, like, how crazy would that movie have been? Like, come on. Like, <laughs> Might have worked better. <laughs> It, it might have been, but like, holy crap. I really kind of want to see that movie now. So I'll say this. I don't think Daniel Radcliffe did bad. In fact, I, I don't think most of the actors did bad in their roles. I just don't think they were written well. Um, yeah. But with all that said... I think they played their part. Sure. Yeah. I'd like, agree I, I, like, I don't think you were supposed to leave the movie liking any of those characters. Well, I didn't. But I think they... Yeah. Yeah, I think I, I think they played their part, but I mean that's just now we're just getting into semantics. Yep. So, I mean overall, what do you think of the movie? Um, I'm gonna take go two for two today and give it a five. It's average. Maybe watch it once and not again. Um, if you're just really interested in that type of stuff, it's not an awful movie. It's not like never watch this movie ever type movie. But I mean, I have no interest in watching it again or anything like that. Yeah. So I, um, I'm almost with you on that. I gave it a 6.5. My re my reason being, <clears throat> I'm kind of like you. Like I, I thought it was a good movie. I've seen it once. Um, I don't feel like I would, I would, like just like need to see it again mm-hmm. maybe if i just come across it who knows i might just be like oh here's a a fun little daniel Radcliffe movie um 
so maybe I might, you know, maybe I might would watch it, but it wouldn't be like a, like, it wouldn't be one that I would just be like, ooh, let's watch Horns, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but, I, but I did like the movie. Like, I don't want, you know, like, negative connotations, right? Like, I, I did, I thought it was an interesting take on, like, a, on a, you know, a love story where it basically tells the love through after her death, but also through certain flashbacks. Because you never really see their romance, like, in real time, obviously, because she's dead when the movie basically starts. So, um, so I thought that was a pretty interesting way how they told, how they, like, interwove the love story throughout. But, um, but yeah, I'm kind of like you. Like, I've seen it. I thought it was good. I don't feel like I need to watch it again. Um, so I gave it a 6.5. All right, a 6.5 from Drew, a 5 from me. If you really want to know where you can watch Horns, you can find it on Netflix. IMDb fan score is going to rate it at 6.5 right there with Drewbert. Um, so seems like he's one of the fans today. Uh, Metacritic score of 46. Um, I haven't read why. Uh, I'd assume it's probably about the same reasons I gave. Probably. Yep. So... If you would like to watch Horns, find that on Netflix. If you'd like to watch James and the Giant Peach, you can find that on Disney+. Plus. But Drew, it's that time of the week where we come to the end. We come to the point where we recommend another movie. Actually, I had a friend uh, just today ask me what was my favorite movie that we've recommended so far. And I was wondering, Drew, do you have one of those like that you've gotten to watch uh, that I've recommended to you? Like, which one's your favorite that I've recommended to you? Um. All right, let me just think. Sorry. While you uh, think, while you think, I'm going to go ahead and say I think for mine, probably uh, Hateful Eight. I've really enjoyed that one. That's good. I like that. I'm glad that you like that. Um, let's see here. So, some of my favorite ones that you've recommended me. <clears throat> I liked. I like the Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, oh, I, good. I liked Black Panther. I thought I thought Black Panther was pretty cool because I had never seen it before. Um, and I really I did enjoy it. You, and that says a lot, knowing knowing how you know how I feel about comic book movies sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh, what was uh Hold on, what was it? You recommended me a movie not too long ago that I liked. And it's just I'll probably remember it as soon as we finish the podcast. <laughs> like as soon as <laughs> as soon as we sign off, I'll be like, you know, I really like so and so. Um it's a couple of it was couple of weeks ago like i think it was in this season that i really happened to like i'm just struggling right let now. me ask did you was trial the chicago seven a good one for you oh yes i love that one so good i think was that last season though that was season two yeah that right? was season two yeah that i really that was probably like that's probably definitely one of my favorite movies that you recommended me i loved that movie good I knew you would. When I watched it, I was like, this is a total Drew movie. Yeah. 
I thoroughly enjoyed it. For sure. Good. Um. Oh, uh, 12 Angry Men. I love that one, too. Uh, yeah, that's that. a good one. Yeah, uh, It's a Wonderful Life was great. You recommended me that one. Um, yeah, you've given me some good ones. See, I'm pretty good at this game. Well, Drew, it's that time where we actually recommend. So how about you recommend me another great movie for this coming week? All right. So um, I watched this movie yesterday. And I had it's on Netflix. I had put it on my list like a week or two ago, and I'm finally getting to where I'm starting to clear stuff off my list. And this movie is 46 minutes long. I mean, it's like an episode of a of a TV show, but it is a movie. Um, it's an animated film. Mm. Uh, it, it is like anime. It's Japanese animation, and it's called The Garden of Words from 2013. Um, it's. Is this Studio Ghibli? It's, oh yes, it's um, it's so hard to explain it's really beautifully done because it, it combines hand-drawn animation like classic japanese animation but it also combines uh rotoscoping and cgi techniques and sometimes it looks like like it, it's real like it looks like real life okay um with the hand-drawn animation and it's just it's beautifully done and it's i mean like it's basically like just these two two characters who just meet in a garden and they just grow in each other's company. It's uh it's super short. I will say this. The uh at the end there's credits. Uh don't turn off the movie cuz there's like a MCU cutscene at the end. Okay. So like just sit through the credits. Um but other than that, yeah. That's that's my movie. The Garden of Words. Sweet. So the Garden of Words. I'll be watching that, and it's on Netflix, right? Yes. Okay, well, I've got a movie for you that is going to be a very bit different. It's from the 1950s. Okay. And it is on HBO Max, and the movie uh, is uh, North by Northwest. North by Northwest. That's a classic. It is Alfred Hitchcock. That's the one. That's the one. That's the that's the one with the famous scene where the airplane swoops low, like the couples in the cornfield. Mm-hmm. And the uh, the airplane. Yeah, yeah. That's a classic movie. Yep, like an advertising guy is mistaken as a spy or something. Mm-hmm. So you can find that on HBO Max. Uh, and so if you want to watch along with us, you can check those out. Uh, HBO Max and Netflix for the Garden of Words. We cannot wait to discuss them next week and we hope that you'll join us uh so if you want to check those out that's where you can see those if you want to check out what we watched this week you can find james and the giant piece on disney plus and horns on netflix that's all we've got this week thank you so much for joining us we hope that you have a great day